Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jay Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You know what the uh, the slogan is for Vegas, right? Because I know you've been to Vegas, so you know the slogan of Vegas. Yes, I have been there a few times. What now. is the slogan? I can't talk about it. That's not the slogan. No, no, but I can't tell you because... Everybody knows what the no, slogan is in all the commercials. No, because stays there, and I can't uh, let you know is. exactly right, whatever what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Now, thankfully, that Mm. is not the slogan of Slack. Because on Slack today, you had to issue another apology. Why are you You, doing this? You are like a walking apology. Like in every arena of life, you're uh, issuing (laughs) apologies. Here's the difference, though, Mm -hmm. between myself and others. Okay. Right? Yeah. I know how to apologize. I've had so much experience. Yes, you you have a doctorate. <laughs> so I have I have learned. I have gone through the defensive and like justifying my you know yeah. my sin. I'm sorry, but yeah, 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 or even not even not even doing that. Like blaming you. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Like the the whole blaming yeah. of the individual and not even ever saying sorry. Right. Then I went to the sorry, but right. Uh, then I, I finally arrived Ooh. to. Nice. I'm sorry. Hey, man, I'm sorry. This is what I did. It was wrong. Hope you'll forgive me. That's it. Yeah, yeah you've got... Uh, I've got that down. I've got that down pat. Hashtag Jimmy is an apologist. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's the only apologist go. I would ever be. Yeah. This is the only apology I listen to is Jimmy. Is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty good at it. Yes. Thank you, Joe. I, I, did, uh, I did pin it. If, as you saw, I oh, yeah, 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 it with yeah. Slack. Well, so you, that- Jimmy apologized for just, uh, it wasn't even a big deal. Jimmy said, hey, man, I'm sorry about this. And uh, and then I just, I responded with, uh, apology is now under review. Because I don't know if it's, I'm going to accept it or not. You know? <laughs> you're, you're, it wasn't even to me. It wasn't even to me. It was to no. another, yeah, one of the other elders. Yeah. and uh, But I still put it under review. Yeah. And then I flagged review. it. It flagged it. But then, hold on. And then I went in and said, uh, this would be saved as an example for all. Yeah. And now it's pinned. And now it's pinned in the channel. Yep. Everyone can now go. Every time they go in the channel, it's yep. right there. But then Brian gave it a copyright disclaimer. Oh, yes, he <laughs> did. This is boilerplate, boilerplate copyright Jimmy Fofo. Oh, man. That's how I do. How's your day been? Uh, good, good. I got yeah, a I'm lot looking forward. I'm looking forward to Sunday, hearing the sermon. How's it going? How's the prep? I'm up. Just stop it. <laughs> like your eyes said, oh, wait, Advent 2019? Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody will remember what I did last year, right? I can just use last year's. Is that you, how it you works? You probably can. It's, yeah. it's usually the same passages. Yeah, well, it's usually the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yep, nope. Things Repackaged are good, man. differently. <laughs> things are good. Yeah. Come, everything's coming along good. Yeah, I'm yeah. just... What's the you, passage? What's the passage? Yeah, yeah. What text are you... What, what text are you preaching on? I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, man. I put you on the spot. <laughs> you weren't expecting right it. We were no, only no, going to no. talk, but no, you know no, what? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm in Luke. I'm in Luke. I'm You're in Luke. Luke. Okay. Yeah. So... Now, one of the things we haven't talked about yet on the podcast mm-hmm. is our five-star reviews. Now, we do have a lot of five-star reviews on, on the iTunes. On the iTunes. Hundreds and hundreds, like 600 or something like yeah, that. We have a lot of five-star reviews there. But we're also now getting five-star reviews in other places. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we mentioned that, hey, if you guys want to leave a five-star review and you don't have access to iTunes, you can just go into various blog posts yep. and uh, social media platforms and just start giving <laughs> just us start five-star giving reviews, us five. even if it doesn't relate. So I saw people uh, giving us a five-star review on like a TGC article. Yep. The Gospel Coalition. Yeah. <laughs> just in the comments. In just the leave comments, a, I just wanted to give the Doctrine of Devotion a five-star review. Uh, here, here's an example. Uh, so, 
uh, Swain three five three five. He has been busy. Now this is the main guy. He's been. Uh, he's is been it out Brandon? There. Is that his name? Is yep. it Brand? So Brandon has been leaving five star reviews for us on all kinds of social media posts. Gospel Coalition mm-hmm. founders. Now uh, there was. Uh, now this was. This would have been back. I don't even remember when, like about maybe a week or two ago. Uh, oh, this was, I think this was during the Founders Conference, the 2019 Founders Conference on Law and Gospel. And uh, they have a picture of our man, Jim Renahan. Jim the there. man Renahan. And uh, Swain3535 says, I just want to give Doc and Devo five stars. <laughs> I've been listening to them for about a year and a half now and have grown so much from their podcast. Joe and Jimmy are knowledgeable and trustworthy guys that really know how to unpack the Bible and theology. They're the best podcast around. Five stars. <laughs> That's so funny. He, he's been copy and pasting that at other, uh, other yeah. places. Uh, uh, he did on Instagram at the Mission Aware. Mission Aware put a post oh, on he, he <laughs> So he went in the comments. And, there, uh, and it looks like, uh, I don't know what this is. Is this a, this is a Joel Olstein, uh what do you call that? Instagram video? Not see. like, a, well, like, you know how it's like IGTV. Story. IGTV. Oh, IGTV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes to their, their IGTV and it's Olstein. And yeah, he leaves that uh, honest five-star five star review for us there. All right, so Swain3535? Three, five, three, five? Yeah, yeah. You the man. You the man. You the man. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah, things things are going good. Got uh, got a lot done. Hey, you know what? We can say, uh, we can let people know that uh, very shortly, you there will be on our website a registration page. Oh, for oh. the 2020 Southwest Doctrine and Devotion Conference Bam. going down March 21st. Just outside Dallas. Dallas-Fort Worth area in Burleson, Texas at Grace View Church. We're going to be uh, hitting it up there. We're doing the Contending for the Gospel series. Really excited to be doing it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a, a hangout the night before. So March 21st, it's not going to be up when this episode drops, but it will be up shortly if Jimmy gets off of his rear end and uh, and, and gets gets the mm. registration page. Because, uh, yeah, we weren't yeah. we weren't waiting on you for oh, no Not things. waiting anymore now, Not anymore. Yeah, not no, anymore. So now it's on you. finally did something. Yeah, After yeah. three to mm, four wait. weeks. Six weeks? Are you ready to give an apology? I smell an apology coming. No, no, no. no. Are you? Yeah. Are you ready to? Like, I listen. I set the bar on how to do it. So my, now is your opportunity. I thought Dwayne set the bar. Uh, well, he lowered the bar. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, you want to go ahead and apologize for what now? What for, am I apologizing for? Not getting your stuff done on time. Okay. Well, oh, now, now that you're finally, I'm done. sorry that my wife had surgery and my son injured himself, <laughs> and I, I didn't have the opportunity. You know, you know I had to carry for others. At least you're at the second phase. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the sorry butt yeah. phase. Congratulations! I skip right over that total defense. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. half defense, half mm-hmm. apologize. So, Joe, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, I don't even care. What are we doing? Oh, uh, oh we're going to do mailbag. That's there we go. All righty then. And uh, if I can, oh, see, I'll, now I've lost it. Oh, did you lose your notes? No, here it is. To- here we go. Got it right up here. All right, go ahead. We got uh, four emails that we're going to read through. One is on a kind of hyper conservatism. Mm. Uh, here we go. The subject is bully pen, and the message is hey, guys. Hey, guys. Over the last year, I've seen a rise in the hyper conservative camp within Christianity and specifically within the SBC. Specifically, that guy likes that word. He loves that Man, word. Man, that's, that's specifically his favorite word. Specifically, the pulpit and pen. Conversations that matter and even Christian radio shows starting to report on articles that these folks put out. I go to Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, and we are one of the main targets of these groups for various reasons. Yeah, because you guys are a bunch of social justice warriors. And you're not Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah, well, no, they're, they're targeted too now. 
Yeah. Oh, they're targeted yeah. now because you guys, all you guys, are into critical race theory. All right. Anyways, um, all this to say, I've been extremely discouraged at times over the last year due to these increasingly tense circumstances within our denomination. I also know that you guys have been the target as well. And so with all of that, I was wondering, what words of wisdom would you offer on what to do and how to approach the situation when someone like me or others continually come across slanderous, hateful, and untrue articles? And what should we do when we see churches leaving the SBC because of these issues of critical race theory, intersectionality, and justice issues? I appreciate you guys. Mm. That's a good question. That's a great question. All right. So now, Joe, you've been bullied. You've been, you've been bullied. How how have you handled bullies? Is is it bullying if you don't really care? No, no, that's not bullying. Yeah, so, that's just you know being annoyed. So, okay, so I've been annoyed. You've been you've been getting you get annoyed. Yeah, I've been annoyed uh, by pulpit and pen and and a, and a couple of others. But um, all right, so let's just go through these. Yep. Uh, so, uh, what would you, what words of wisdom, I don't know if we have wisdom, but what words of wisdom would you offer, uh, continue to come across these slanderous, hateful, untrue articles? Ah, okay. Well, if the articles are in fact slanderous, hateful, and or untrue, meaning they came from pulpit and pen, or uh, something <laughs> like that, uh, I would say ignore them, do not respond to them, do yeah. not share them, do not follow them, do not give them any more press or help them to, don't give them another plank for their platform. Yeah, they, yeah. Even, like, you, people block these guys guys and for them that's another plank in their platform they love being blocked look at yeah. these people blocking me they can't handle the truth look they, at all these truth bombs i'm bringing out yeah yeah yeah. A, you're not jack nicholson homeboy okay mm -hmm. so it's not that uh we can't handle the truth it's that uh you're you're annoying and you're a terrible person so um yeah that's one of the things i would say don't don't engage don't don't give it any kind of um of platform and and effectively teach your friends and or peers mm -hmm. or the people that you lead the danger of those kinds of sites or or even if you find a particular person or group of people that are moving in that tra trajectory moving in that direction uh you know issue warnings to your friends about that like hey just i'm concerned about this i see this happening so um yeah i would address the issue with yeah. friends and peers but i wouldn't go on social media to engage on no it. and i think well you know, I mean, it's easy to go to the extreme of pulpit and pen, but what about others that, and I think this is where my advice would be, be slow to speak, right? Yeah. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, and and take time to discern what some people are saying. Now, there are people out there that are uh, critical of some of the issues that you're, you're speaking of, um, but their heart is not to just, their, their intention and heart is not to slander, right? but they are seeking to... To write the course, they are seeking to uh, confront what they what they what they see as sin, and so I think don't don't fall into this trap of getting defensive and dismissive of, yeah. of other people's viewpoints because I think that's the part that we're kind of seeing within our our denomination today is people are splitting up into two camps, and it's either you're in this camp or you're in the other. There's no middle ground. There's no opportunity for conversation. Yeah, the conversation must be right. on my terms and in my definitions only. Yeah, it, it's just a, it's a weird, it's a weird and discouraging place that we're in. Um, so I I just want to have something better. I want to have something better mm -hmm. where we don't just dismiss others if they disagree uh, with where we are or if we disagree with what they're saying, but we. Uh, seek to hear what it is because there are there are true things that they are saying that we need to uh, everyone like, right you need to hear it right even even pulpit and pen right uh, even, the problem is with pulpit and pen as the extreme example is even when they're right 
you can't really back them no. because they say so much that is not true. Whereas there are other people that uh, like us, like we don't like critical race theory or intersectionality. I think yeah. that those are dangerous, unhelpful um, ideologies. Oh, but we're still so liberal. I know, right. Um, and so, yeah, the, the problem is, is what, like, Jimmy, I just want to back what you're saying. What you see happening in the SBC is simply a reflection of what's happening in America. Yeah. We have been so captivated by the spirit of the age that we like to pick a side and go hardcore against the other and not really properly evaluate where our side is going wrong, you yeah. know, where we might be airy or where the other side might be right. Again, yeah. we, we said all the time, how is this person, sometimes our opponent, how are they right and how are they wrong? Yeah. There's got to be some ways in which they're right and let's see if there is. And if there isn't, then okay, they are really yeah. wrong. But uh, yeah, I think I think we should be able to, to have the conversations. And I know you asked, like, what about these people that are leaving the convention because of uh, CRT, intersectionality and whatnot? Um, well, you know what? That's that's how it goes, right? Yeah. Some people are going to leave your church. Some people are going to leave the denomination. Um, yeah, that, I, group, that I, group of people have that right to do that. And if they want to leave, okay, they're going to leave. And yeah, uh, the Lord, you know, and that's just it. I think we have to trust. If that's what the Lord has called them to do, then that's what the Lord's called them to do. Could be, could be that the Lord is making them make a stupid mistake. Could be, yeah. So it's like, but we can't do much about that. No. You know, encourage people to stay. We like being a part of the SPC because it's Big Tent Baptist, and we, of course, you know, we have our own little Reformed Baptist tent. We like mm. our tent, you know. Um, but we like playing with others. We like cooperating broadly and 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 learning from people and, and contributing uh, to this whole larger enterprise. So for us, it's good. And you know, I'm not. I'm not interested in leaving the SBC. Sometimes I want to leave the SBC. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I want to leave uh, the SBC because of the, just the fighting. It's just like, there's been so, it's like, there's been so much bad, uh, there's, there's been so many inappropriate conversations happening just on Twitter. Yeah. Among Southern Baptists mm -hmm. and obviously among all Christians, like where it's just, there's just so much heat and hate and, and, and harsh mocking. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't sense any gospel warmth in some of those conversations and that's really discouraging. So I get wanting to leave, but hopefully we can be a little bit smarter about it. Hey, a uh, friend who sent this email, we would just say this. This is my, this is my big piece of advice for, especially for people uh, in ministry, but this will go for everybody. Focus on your church and yeah. your circle of influence. Put your energies there. Don't don't overly uh, don't get too wrapped up in what's happening on those interwebs. Perfect. Uh, next one, Joe, is about uh, sabbaticals for pastors. Recently, there was a video that Christian Post had shared of a preacher who told his congregation that he was tired and needed to step away from ministry. According to the article, he is stepping away from January first to April first. In his explanation. Oh. Good. That's a long time. Three, four months. Yeah, that's a long time. Well, it depends on how long the guy's been preaching for. I know. You had a three-month sabbatical. One month, dingaling. No, nah, three months. No, I yeah, get yeah, four weeks as my sabbatical. In his explanation, well, you've only been here for ten years. Every seven years, we get one. Month sabbatical. Oh no, I looked. I made that thing. I'll yeah. take a look. And yeah, see what <laughs> just like just like last time. We're just, this is deja vu all over again. Where you don't know I wrote your job. That policy, so I'll let yeah, you know. I know the policy because yeah, I'm the one that like, I, wrote, I wrote the policy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all right. in his explanation to his congregation, he said, "I have spiritual goals. I want to know what is like on my knees for one hour in the morning before God. Now I understand why pastors need rest." Oh, sorry. So that this is what the guy said. I want to know what it's like on my knees for one hour in the morning before God. End quote. Now, 
I understand why pastors need rest. However, this phrasing made me ask, ask a pastor as a pastor, as a pastor, why are you not already doing this daily? How can you feed sheep if you are not fed? Maybe this is pretentious, but it's also a genuine question. Should pastors take long breaks, a.k.a. sabbaticals? If so, how long is too long before he's no longer shepherds his people? Good question. Yeah. Um, don't bother having Jimmy write your policy because he won't remember what it says after he's written it, apparently. <laughs> um, hey, before I got here, you didn't even have one, so you're welcome. No. No, yeah. I, I know we didn't. Yeah, yeah, um, and you weren't going to fight for it, so you're welcome. No. no yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so in general, we think the idea of a sabbatical, uh, in speci- especially in certain fields, is is really good and sometimes mm-hmm. very necessary. Um, <clears throat> so, let's. I mean, inst- without getting into the whole, and I think we've done an issue on sabbaticals, yeah. but without getting into the whole issue of why would a pastor need a sabbatical when other people don't need a sabbatical? Well, there are various professions and vocations that do allow for sabbaticals. Oftentimes, it's a time of research that's happening nope. um, for pastors. It's oftentimes that. Sometimes it's just refreshment. Um, in particular, there is a, a, a burden and a load that comes with you know pastoring uh, the church, and um, whether that is an emotional tax or a time tax mm-hmm. or all of the above, uh, some churches have decided to give their pastors a break and to uh, sort of like let them get away for a, a little bit. And we think that that is great. If the church wants to do that, we think that that's a good thing. Um, if if somebody needs a, a break away from their job or ministry, hopefully they can do that if it's needed, and then the and the church can decide how they want to respond to that need. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll maybe they'll pay during that time, or or maybe just give that person a break. <clears throat> but you asked first about this explanation that um, that this guy wants to know what it's like to be on his knees for one hour in the morning before God. And we, I understand your question. Um, and honestly, I, I, on the one hand, I would agree with you. Like, well, that's a weird thing. For a pastor to say, like, I don't know what it's like to just be on my knees before God for an hour. Mm-hmm. Not because I am on my knees every morning for an hour before the Lord, but because we do have a higher level of control over our schedules than a lot of other vocations. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yep. And and yes, as a pastor, our primary responsibility is the ministry of prayer and the word. So that is built into my schedule. Um, there is no excuse uh, for me to not be in the word and in prayer on the regular yeah, because yeah, yeah. we in, in a sense get paid to do that in part. So that is a, that is a weird thing. Now in, in defense of, of, I don't know this guy, but this pastor, um, oftentimes pastors are overwhelmed by schedules that are outside of their control. Mm-hmm. So maybe they let things get out of hand or maybe they've inherited or stepped into a church where there are certain expectations where they don't have that kind of time. And so uh, maybe he needs to reset and reevaluate how his ministry schedule is yeah. working. Or maybe he's just, he's burnt. He's burnt and it, it, the time that he's spending in the word or in prayer is not, it's, it's not fruitful. It's right. not life giving and it, it's become more just routine. Now, um, so I would say be sensitive to uh, pastors should, and leadership should be sensitive to the people, especially uh, those who are weary and in need, um, volunteers, and the church should be sensitive to the needs of the pastors at the church to make sure that they are being cared for as well in their role. All of that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
and it was a month that uh, you got. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm letting you, I, I'm making sure you understand. You only had a month. Yeah. Because I did. Right. A, I did the four four weeks while yeah. you're away. Now I remember. Yes, yeah, I did yeah. on Jonah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, <laughs> that, like that's I was. What running, I said. No. No. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm said, letting yeah. you know it's yeah. four weeks. You're letting me know that I was right. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm letting you good. understand that. Yeah, four weeks. Don't don't think it was more. Don't think it was yeah. three months. Joe, come on. I I wouldn't take three months away. That's weird to me. That's a long time unless. You have enough support staff, and if that time away was something that would specifically benefit the church itself yeah. and not just be for refreshment, they give us a month off because they want us to take a break and unplug. Uh, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pat, I, I did mine at seven years. Pat did his at seven years. Um, so every seven years we get one. Um, some churches want to do this annually. That's fine. Uh, but mm-hmm. after after four weeks, it's getting pretty long, and so I, I don't know. I would. Uh, I also think it depends on the church, like on the oh, yeah. size of the church, right? The, the the level of responsibility, things like that. I mean, I think Piper took a year, didn't he? Uh, Piper's sabbaticals were always to produce uh, books. Yeah, so he took a, but he took a year. I don't think so. I, I thought he took a year. He took a, a year sabbatical before he announced he was. Oh out. yeah, yeah. He took that was different. That was different. That was a, that was a reflection on ministry and what he was going to keep yeah. on doing. But he did have sabbaticals and breaks to write books. Yeah, I'm and, trying to think how long. Oh, what about Chandler? What does Chandler take? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Matt. Well, you don't listen to our podcast. No, yeah. Send mind. me a text, Matt. Yeah. Let me know what he, I, he comments on some of my Instagrams. Oh, does he really? Yes, he does. Hmm. Hey, Matt. How come they're not inviting you to, to uh, T4G anymore? What happened there? I think he's on sabbatical. No, that's no. He's no, he's not invited. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I just remember this one. Okay, you did. So I just remember there was a point that I know, I know this year he was going on sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not dogging you, Matt. I'm mm. like, I'm more like saying like, hey, T4G, who doesn't want Matt around? Mm. <laughs> what happened? I remember same, you brought him the, in. Ah, the same people that don't want the Jofo. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, nobody wants us. What are you talking? I, about? Exactly. We have to do our See, own thing. We have to put on our own conferences. We have to put our own conference so yeah, we T4G can ain't having us. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm going to T4G. It's going to be fun. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be good. All right. Let's do. Uh, so, how long? It depends on the church. I think it, it depends. It's not a. It's obviously it's not a sin issue. But let's be wise and, and not take advantage. And if you're going to do that, make sure you're you're making the most of your time. Ooh. Okay. We got one. Uh, elder candidates. All right. Go for it. Would you be able to direct me to a description or document of how Redeemer Fellowship goes about? describing elder candidates, their roles, the tasks, and responsibilities they are to do, and those they do not do, the time, bro, this is still one sentence, the time usually taken from candidate appointment to becoming an elder, I found the constitution for Redeemer Fellowship, but I am looking for a bit more specifically on the elder candidate idea. Our church has two to three elders, elder rule church, uh, has more men that could be elders one day, but we have a very comprehensive eldership process application, which we desire. But we can take... Bro, I'm, I hope you're not writing their documents for the church. <laughs> but we can take some time to complete. Wanting to suggest an elder candidate scenario to our elders so that some of the burden on their shoulders can be shared by more shoulders, but we don't know enough of how it plays out. Any help you can give would be appreciated. Oh, he's from Canada. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for dogging my deal. You're from Canada. That's your handicap. So that's stop. Fine. No, no, like no, golf. No. Like golf handicap. No, stop it. Stop it. 
Okay, so um, we and I'll do we have Elder Candle? Yeah, we've got an Elder Candle. I can send you a document. Yeah, we got the document, but we've also got uh, we have a couple episodes. Yeah, just search in our thing for uh, Elder Elder Candidates. But in short, um, the the time frame for our Elder Candidates is a minimum of twelve months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Minimum, yes, minimum. It could go longer as needed, but very few do it. Not very many of our elders have done it in twelve months. It's usually longer. Yeah, usually longer. Yeah, usually minimum. Now. by very few, it's been none. No, it, 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 yeah, it's been more. It's been a few. Yeah, there's been a few of them. That Who? Yeah, well, me for one. <laughs> you are leading the thing. What are you talking about? You are leading. So it doesn't matter. I did it. So and then, you, you know, know how long it took me? I know, but you know how long it took me? <laughs> well, how long? Like a day. A day. Mm-hmm. And then, it, I, from my understanding, uh, when you guys were doing it, mm-hmm. you know, there was no. There were four uh, of us. There, there was there was no paper. It was just reading. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because so, yes. we know what we know. When you showed so, up, we're like, we don't know what he knows. So, <laughs> we better write a paper. <laughs> that guy better, better write a paper. So I just want to make very clear, you guys weren't doing papers and <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. You were just reading. I did all my papers in seminary. Yeah, yeah, okay, but hold on. Mm. But, not, but not the other three that were part of it. But I did mine. Yeah, yeah, see? So I just want okay, so here's I, the for thing. the record. For the record. You sit there and talk about, we did it in 12 months. The only people that did it in 12 months, the only people that had to read or say they read. Because I've been in those meetings. Patrick. Well, Pat didn't have to read anything. <gasps> he was a founding elder. No, I don't even know. You know, it's so long. It was like 13 years ago, dude. I don't remember. Okay, Anyways. so here's the thing. Um, so we find people in the congregation. We're always watching. People can, of course, make recommendations to the elders at any time. Yep. So we're scanning, we're looking, and when it's time for us to bring on some new elders because of the workload is too much, um, then we look for men in the church that are, A, qualified, as far as we can tell, to be elders. Right? They meet the qualifications in First Timothy 3. Two, they share our vision for what the church is. Like yes. they, they, they hold to the same doctrines that we hold to. And uh, B, they, or C, they have, three. I'm pretty sure it's uh, supposed to be three, One, two, three. C. Three, I don't know, it don't matter. You had one, two, B. <laughs> C, C and three are the same thing though. <laughs> Okay, you're gonna you're gonna owe me an apology Don't here because you're making gonna, fun of me. So, <laughs> you're making fun of me. How is seminary, bro? <laughs> Ooh, the Southern Baptist yeah. Theological Seminary never took math. All right, <laughs> pilot math or airplane math? What was that? Aviation math? What'd you have over in uh, 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 over at Moody? No math. They had something. Nope. You oh. could choose between science or math. Oh, <laughs> and you chose science? Yeah. But I took it at the community college and watched it all on VHS tapes at double speed. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes so much sense. No wonder you're a young earther. Oh, stop it. People are going to think I'm a young earther now. What? Are you going to go to the museum? He's, he's like, Ken Ham's going to invite you. He's, like, he's a young earther. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not a young he's earther. Gonna try, he's going to try to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> All right. So what were we talking about? You're giving us C or three. Oh, so, uh, so we find these guys, right? They meet the qualifications. They agree with us doctrinally in terms of vision. Uh, but then uh, the third or C is that they 
um, are strong where we as an elder yeah. team are weak yeah, yeah, yeah. in their personal giftedness and things like that. So once we find all of that, we talk to them, we talk to their wives, we pray about it, and then we bring it to the congregation and we say, hey, congregation, um, this person or these guys are the elder candidates for the next 12 months or more. You, during that time, you can watch them. You'll be seeing more of them. If you have any questions or concerns, talk to them or talk to the elders. Yeah. Once they complete all of their uh, material and their work, and we are satisfied, we will present them to you for a vote to be received as elders. That will then be your decision. Now, during that time, Jimmy, what do they do during that 12 months or more? Uh, they have there's uh, uh, readings, papers, reports like uh, like book reports. Well, you won't call it yeah, a book report in a sense, uh, a one page kind of summary. of what's They read. Going they meet with me. Yep. Uh, and then they're reading a systematic theology. They can choose which one, and then they uh, write a paper. And uh, and that's just some of the basics, right? That yeah. they, like that are um, that we tell them that you got to be doing reading, writing, meeting with me for coaching, and that kind of stuff. Um, but also, they're they're engaged in ministry. Correct. So they kind of uh, are, are part of some sort of leadership level of, 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 of a ministry here at church, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, community groups or uh, discipleship groups or um, hosting. A lot of times we'll yep. have like key hosting, something up front, they key might hosting, be preaching, preaching um, helping with the uh, uh, confession and communion. Mm-hmm. Puppet um, ministry. Yep. So yeah, so they'll, they'll be up front. People have an opportunity to see them uh, in action. There's um, no puppet ministry, by the way. I said puppet ministry, and you said, yeah, I just want to make sure everybody else. What, you say puppet? Yeah, yeah. Make sure nobody. I thought you said pulpit. Yeah. But also, they are involved <laughs> in our elders' meetings. Yes. They are involved in elder care issues. Mm-hmm. And so they have a voice. We want them to speak up. We want them to participate. They don't have a vote or anything like that, but they bring their, their perspective and their expertise to it. And so they are very much engaged and involved. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what's going on, and that's basically how it works. Uh, hey, bro. Bro, I will try and remember to send you something, but I think I already archived your email, so it's probably not going to happen. All right, Jimmy, what is the next email? <laughs> All right. This one is by... Uh, Dave Hugs. Hugs? Yeah, that's his name. Dave Hugs. Dave Hugs. Hi, Jimmy. Hmm. That's the that's the title of the email. No, no, that's the message. Oh, message that says yeah, hi, Jimmy. Subject What's is subject? follow-up from this week's uh, 69 episode. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Mm. Hey. Hey. Oh, oh he's, yeah, me, you're, though, you're, you're happy that he's talking to you. He's talking to me, not you. All right? mm-hmm. So, hi, Jimmy. And that just shows the alpha that I am. The alpha you're that an, I am. You're the alpha that I am. <laughs> you're a delta man. What are you talking You're not even a beta. You're not, you're not even part of this conversation right <laughs> you now. You get your shoes shined and wear tapered carrot stick jeans. I, you, that's a lie. You, and you Jimmy, know. Jimmy's I, the jeans. Shoe shines, no, no, the shoe shine Jimmy's is jeans are tapered. <gasps> first of all. They look like little carrot. Carrots. First of all, they are tapered. Yes. But they are not <laughs> to the extent that you're talking about. That is a lie. You need to apologize. Jimmy wears skinny jeans. I do not wear. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. Whatever. You know the Just, tr- first of all, what has anyone ever seen me in skinny that's jeans? That's why I can say it and not have to say I'm joking because obviously you're not wearing skinny jeans. Why obviously? Because you you have better style than that. Oh, well, well <laughs> done. Yes. Well done. Okay. Everybody knows you're the stylish yeah, one yeah. here. Well, I don't know about that. But anyways, hi, Jimmy. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how I discovered the podcast, but I've been blessed by it since working through the 1689 every Monday. <laughs> None of these people can write. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are the worst. <laughs> hey, Dave. I've been blessed by it since... And working through the 69 every Monday has been especially helpful for me in my walk 
With Christ. With Christ. There you go. In Good. this week's episode, while discussing acceptable reasons for Christians to miss corporate worship, one of you mentioned mental, mental health. That would have been me. Okay. I work in mental health, mm-hmm. and while certainly some situations, severe depression, panic attacks, etc., may rise to the level of impeding our ability to attend services, I also believe strongly that the church can and ought to be a place where we bring exactly those things. 100%. Not, yeah. not that we expect miraculous cures, mm-hmm. but I would say that my church ought to be the first place i bring all of my hurt and brokenness and should be a source of support and resilience that's great dave is smart i like dave we agree okay how then should christians think about assessing the health of our local church based on whether people feel comfortable bringing those things into Mm -hmm. our churches when should a christian consider finding a new church home in light of how comfortable they feel bringing their mental health struggles to the or to church just wondering if you guys would add some perspective here thanks p.s I will acknowledge Joe again when he grows out his beard and renounces his heretical views of Baby Yoda because I handle things like a mature adult and all. Uh, and oh. PPS, Jimmy, what does that one say? It says, Jimmy, PPS. you're still the podcast wife, though. Take it easy, guys, Dave. Whatever. Yeah, well, the reason he said in his message, hi, Jimmy, is because ladies first. All righty. So, <laughs> yeah, D- Dave, absolutely. My little tiny throwaway comment there uh, obviously could be taken in some bad ways you are uh, about you know well you know mental health issues might keep you from church we 100% agree with you uh, and as a guy that struggles with anxiety uh, and whatnot that we, we I totally agree so you want, you want the local gathering of God's people to be the place where you can come with your burdens and with your brokenness um, now you uh, you said, how should Christians think about assessing the health of our local churches mm. based on whether people feel comfortable bringing these things into our churches? So really, I think the issue then is, are our churches safe places where we can yeah. be ourselves and confess our sins and our brokenness, not always the same thing, right? Brokenness is not necessarily sin. Uh, brokenness is going to just be human frailty. Sin is sin. Mm-hmm. So can I confess my sins and, and be honest about my brokenness and my needs? Um, how can you assess the health of that? Well, Number one, I would listen to what's being said from the pulpit. That's one of the, that's, yeah. that, that, that is like the megaphone of what we believe and a lot of stuff's going to be coming from there. So, uh, that, that's number one. That's, yeah. that's something that I would be paying attention to. I would also be paying attention, specifically if you're in a leadership role of the mm-hmm. church. I think I would be taking note of do people feel comfortable sharing what's going on in their lives? Right. Right. Um, and I, and I, that's not to say we have to go try to – well, I'm not saying if no one's coming forward that you're an unhealthy church. But I would be asking, is there something that's prohibiting people, right? Are we yeah. are we giving off a vibe of, of in a, uh, like not being accessible or not caring or not desiring to help shepherd and walk people uh, that are struggling through what they are struggling with? Yeah. Yeah, I mean <clears> – <throat> Like like you said, you may not be able to tell uh, right off the bat, but then certainly you should be taking that risk yourself, right? If, if you are a leader, if you are healthy, you should be able to um, to sort of uh, test those waters by by being honest and yeah. by encouraging others to do it. I don't know. Uh, here's the thing: we have a lot of people at our church that are jacked up. And oh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty honest about this. And mm-hmm. like, I'm including myself in that. I, I'm the lead guy, right? I'm the preaching pastor. Yeah, yeah. And you're le- the and lead I, mess up. I am the, yeah, I am 
like, uh, you know, me, right? All of my problems, uh, warts and all. So anyway, yes, I pointed to the wart on my head, <laughs> a literal wart that on my is, head. Dude, it's getting like. Oh, I know it gets bigger. Yeah. 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 It's, it's gotten bigger and then it's totally gone away and then it comes back. It's like Haley's Comet, but it happens, it happens more often. Mm. So, <laughs> just as beautiful. Just as beautiful. It attracts just as much attention. People just stare at People it. Just, wow, oh, what is that? that? What's going on there? Haley's Comet is hairy. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> well, it's just, well, don't, not hairy. It's got one hair. It, it's fuzzy. It's, it's like got that fuzzy. one hair that comes out. Um, so, I think that's something. To, listen to the, listen to the um, preaching. Uh, what do you see happening from the people? Um but I don't know, man. I, I think if, if – like here, the, your second question right here. Um, when should a Christian consider finding a new church home in light of how comfortable they feel bringing their mental health struggles to church? Now, I know that you would say, uh, Dave, that it's, it's more to it than that. But, uh, but we actually are, are pretty easy on people who want to leave the church. Yeah. Um, you know, if somebody wants to leave the church, uh, we want to bless them as they go. Now, we want to talk to them, if at all possible, and find out hey, if we wronged you. And uh, why do you want to leave? Because there may be something that we need to apologize for or something that we need to fix in our church. Mm. Or it may be that there's something going on in their life and they may need a warning, they may need a rebuke, or they may simply need some encouragement. So yeah. uh, if uh, how when should we consider finding a new church home? I think that is somewhat subjective because everybody has some different needs. We just had a family, uh, we mentioned it a little while ago, that one of our families decided to go to another church and... Um, they they didn't say like they, in fact they said there's we're not mad at anybody nor, but we want something closer to home and I think there was that and I think there was probably some other needs that they had that we yeah. can't meet as a church that's totally fine um, but <coughs> um, I would want to uh, I would just go ahead and talk to the pastors I would start there mm. well, uh, how do you handle people who are struggling with anxiety like what is your counsel what are the what kind of counselors do they connect to um, what's the path forward for people um, who are struggling. But uh, you know what? We are not mental health ex- experts. And so, you know what we do, Dave? We refer our people to people like you mm-hmm. when they need help beyond discipleship and general kind of counsel and care. Yeah. General counsel and care and discipleship, we can do that. But uh, we have people in our church who are professional counselors yep. that we refer people to. And we say, hey, listen, you've got some needs. We want to go ahead and encourage you to go there and and to get some help. So uh we are thankful for you man and for uh that the vocation that God has given you because uh I listen I've benefited from counseling. Uh we know a lot of people um have been really redeemed from despair by uh, insightful um educated people who understand uh not just how the brain works uh but how people work through their problems and um and 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 then ultimately how we can find um, hope and redemption in Jesus Christ. So, yeah, man, we love our mental health professionals, counselors, and all of that. That's about all I got. Mm. Jimmy? Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter. Oh. Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, I've noticed you do You do combine a lot of I your, do combine a lot of words. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram and Twitter, at mm-hmm. Doc and Devo. Yeah. Or on Facebook, mm-hmm. slash Doctrine and yeah. Devotion. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Uh, fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. So See, erudite, erudite and so clear and Thank so, you. you know. Man. Hey, you know what? What? I'm proud of you. That means a lot. No, I'm oh, not. But? No. Oh, this is no. going to be. A, like, no, I'm just going to pat you on the head. 
That was just that was a bless you bless his heart <laughs> it's moment. It's a bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs>